Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wegovy and Zepbound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com/weightloss. That's plushcare.com/weightloss. plushcare.com/weightloss. Hello everyone, welcome back to another episode. We are diving back into design your character and of course before we get into it, I will mention that In all of my episodes, you can find the Design Your Character template in the show notes, so feel free to take a look at that if you're interested in following along. Otherwise, I have plenty of resources and episodes that kind of explain the process in full. And it's been a while since I've done a kind of dedicated episode for Design Your Character, but I've had some personal things going on that have called me to revisit this process myself and of course I wanted to share that with you. So I did an episode a while ago, I'll link it in the show notes, where I actually designed my character with you on a more personal level. So exploring some of the themes I was experiencing tension with in my reality and then designing my character to respond to this tension in a new way. Now, I'm frequently asked how often I revisit this process, and what I would say is once I've honed in on a category in which I'm experiencing tension, for me, I've mentioned many times that the big source of tension has been career and finances, so that's a category I kind of hone in on. I then identify my core values in that category, and then I start to build the characteristics of my desired reality character around those core values, once I've done that process, I kind of go into a maintenance phase. What that involves is checking in with myself on, I would say, a weekly or sometimes even daily basis, self-auditing, addressing why I may be closed off to a certain aspect of my desired reality, and selecting characteristics that I want to focus on. But Once I've kind of done that initial first pass, I'm not really doing any major overhaul or refresh of any kind. It's more of a periodic practice. But then, as you can imagine, if you are consistently practicing embodying certain aspects, they eventually, sometimes without you even noticing, become second nature. So what was once my desired reality is now my lived reality and the characteristics of my desired reality character are now naturally being expressed. Does the picture always look exactly how I expected? Of course not, because as I was becoming this version of myself, I was also continuing to interact with reality receiving new information, being met with new challenges, being shown new possibilities. And 
For me, my goal has never been to reach some final version of myself. It was to continue to evolve and play around with reality and try on different expressions and ways of being because to me, the opportunity to do so is what makes life fun and exciting. And what I've found is that I'm at a new threshold where I'm wanting to go back to the drawing board and kind of respond to the invitations in my reality that are happening right now that I'm experiencing tension with to explore a new way of being. In other words, I'm ready to design my character again and I thought it would be kind of fun to almost create a time capsule episode where I am in a sense speaking to a future version of myself. I thought it'd be kind of cool to articulate some of the things in an episode that I am going to be moving towards and then to be able to listen back to that and just see how that went. So we're going to do that together. But since it's been a while since I've done an episode of this nature, I want to revisit what design your character means to me and then kind of provide an overview of the process. I'll also mention that if at any point any of the language I'm using sounds unfamiliar or a bit jargony, I actually created a page on my website that kind of highlights all the language that I use here and in the template because I know that some of it is kind of not typically used day to day. So whenever I use a new term or something that sounds a little bit different, I want to articulate what that means to me. And I've included a list of that on my website and you can find it in the show notes as well. So design your character for me is a response to an invitation I feel to experiment with a new way of being. Now, I've never really articulated it in this way, but I was thinking recently about how that really is how I view it. And I talk a lot about, you know, experiencing tension or friction or frustration with a current way of being and that kind of being my invitation to explore something new. But it can also simply be driven by curiosity. It doesn't always have to be that we reach a point of, feeling uncomfortable with a certain characteristic that we want to shift it. So I respond to this invitation by creating almost a hypothesis for how I can meet the tension I am experiencing in my reality in a new way or how I can pursue my curiosity by taking on a new expression. And this approach always starts with who I'm being, how I'm responding to the moment. That's why for me, when it comes to reality creation, I always think it's important to start with that question of who we're being, because it's the one thing that actually lies within the realm of our control, how we react to reality and how we respond to reality. It's almost like reality is constantly asking, okay, is this how you want to be? And the expression I take on is a response to that question. So I'm kind of given the options to evolve or repeat. Now, to use a real life example, maybe I am noticing in my day-to-day experience that I'm feeling a lot of tension every time I interact with money. Maybe I have anxiety surrounding spending money, no matter the amount, 
or I have trouble talking about money or asking for money or charging for the work that I do, asking for a raise, etc. But maybe I begin to question whether there's any other way of interacting with this thing that I interact with every single day. And I've spoken before about how this process is driven by the belief that perhaps there is a more pleasant reality available to us or there is a more peaceful or even neutral relationship available to us with something like money and that can be hard to see it can be hard to believe when our whole life experience has shown us that there's one way of relating to money and that is to be extremely anxious about it and if you are resonating with this specific example of money and like I said it's a real life one for me then The Choose Your Money Adventure series is also a good thing to revisit because I talk more about that specific experience. But again, this is rooted in the question of, you know, is the only option that exists this anxiety and discomfort? And when it comes to something like money, I use that because it's something that we interact with every single day. So for me, because I had so much anxiety, because I had so much tension and discomfort around money, I thought that that was a good place to start. And this question of, you know, asking ourselves whether there is another alternative available starts to evolve into an exploration and in a way, an answer for what a new way of interacting with money could look like. And The response is essentially how we design our character in that new way. So what we're looking for, at least what I look for when I want to define a new relationship to my reality is to define characteristics that are connected to my core values and how I wish to interact with it. So again, this can be challenging when We're shown one way of interacting with something in our reality. So maybe everybody around us is very anxious about money. And so we don't even really know what another alternative could look like. So it requires kind of taking a step back, considering our core values and our desire, what we want it to look like. And sometimes that can require seeking out examples of people that are interacting with money in this case in a way that you like and kind of looking to others outside of who you've already been exposed to who can provide you with a template or a blueprint for how you may wish to interact with money moving forward and then being able to design your character around that that's just one option and that's what has worked for me because like I said I didn't really have that template from myself and from my immediate surroundings so What I'm trying to articulate here is that the process starts with recognizing the discomfort that you're feeling with a certain aspect of your reality, asking if there is a new way available to interact with that aspect of your reality, and then designing your character around that new way that you wish to interact with, again, whatever aspect of your reality it may be. In this case, we're talking about money. Now, of course, this process is rooted in experimentation and 
you know, in the exploration of a new expression of ourselves. And the idea that we conceive of how we could more peacefully or even just neutrally interact with money, for example, is limited to what we've already experienced and been exposed to so far. So, of course, what we come up with in relation to what our desired character, how our desired character, I should say, is interacting with money, that can evolve as we gather new information, of course, and as we're exposed to new potential ways of being. And really what this exercise is about is freeing ourselves from one finite way of being, saying, this is the way I've always related to money. I've always had a hard time with it. I've always been anxious with it. And that's the way it's going to be for the rest of our lives. For me, that way of thinking felt very limiting and I felt even that was creating a lot of discomfort for me. So this design your character process gave me space to begin to explore new options, new alternatives, and not feel stuck in certain ways of being that really weren't supportive of me and weren't supportive of a reality that I desired. It kind of feels like I shifted into a mindset where I view reality as a playground and my character as having infinite ways of interacting with the playground. And I'm glad that this episode is coming on the heels of the episode on portals because this idea goes along with the idea that we can create those openings or opportunities to see things, think about things, experience things, interact with things in a new way. Asking the question of, what if the way I'm currently being isn't the only way of being accessible to me? opening the door to a new possibility because as you've heard me say probably so many times now I do believe that reality creation starts with that open door. Okay so now let's get into the actual designer character process and a real life example which will be my current focus with this practice. So again, I consider this process to be my field notes from having experimented with playing with reality in this way, a report of sorts to help share my findings and pitfalls and successes. So I'm going to outline the process at a high level, but it will take on its own expression in your own experience. So I think that's something to be celebrated. And as always, if you want to explore this in more detail, then all of this process is outlined and in a guided way in the design your character notion template, which is linked in the show notes for every episode. Okay, so the first thing that I like to do is decide on a life category to focus on. I usually base this on the category in which I feel the most tension, where I don't like the character I'm playing, or where I feel a strong curiosity to play a new one. And as I said, for me, For a number of years, that's been my career and financial life. That aspect of my life is where I felt the most uncomfortable and out of alignment. And so it's made sense for me to focus on that. However, that's not going to be the same for everyone. Some people like to start by playing around with a category that comes easier to them or where they feel less tension so that they can actually experience that feeling of success and what it feels like to play around with your reality in this way. So either way, selecting a life category or even two if you feel like that's accessible to you. And then once you've done that, identifying 
your core values that represent your desired reality in that category. And what I find is that a lot of the people that use the template and provide me with feedback tell me that it's hard to consider what they desire. And so an easy place to start is to consider what you don't want. So considering, for example, what I don't like about my current career, and then what does that tell me about what I do desire from a career? For example, if I strongly dislike my schedule, is it because I don't have enough freedom? And then what does that tell me about my core values? So from there, you establish a few core values in the category that you're focusing on, and then you start to basically design your character around each of those. So in other words, you're building out the characteristics of the version of you living your desired reality. So how does that version of you speak, act, think, talk, behave, spend their energy? Who are they spending time around? Where are they? And I like to write lists by imagining that I'm finishing the sentence, the person that I aim to be. But again, whatever works, whatever makes sense to you. I really like to keep things simple for myself. And if I have a really big list of characteristics I find that to be potentially overwhelming and so what I like to then do is actually just choose one or two that I'll start practicing or copying until they become natural. So using your reality as a portal to become that character by responding as they would, so in other words as your desired reality character, Responding as they would to opportunities, ideas, thoughts, circumstances, events, conversations, or interactions with others, etc. So your reality is inviting you to respond from your new character's perspective. And we're not aiming for 100% perfection ever. It's just playing around with what it feels like to respond from that perspective more of the time. So again, if I'm interacting with money and I receive an invitation to interact with money, It's not that every time I expect it to be easy and peaceful and even neutral, but playing around with what it feels like to have some interactions that are in that energy. And another really important piece that I'll say next is to actually understand the sensory experience that you associate with your desired reality. So taking the core value that I shared earlier of freedom What does it actually feel like in your body to experience freedom? Because maybe I associate freedom with a certain amount of money in my bank account, but when I've had more money in my bank account, have I actually felt that freedom? And if not, what is it that I'm actually trying to access? What is that sensation? And how can I give that to myself now? So again, Find access to the things that you currently have in your reality that allow you to feel that sensation that you're wanting to feel. So in my case, freedom feels very expansive and very open-hearted and it feels like I can take a deep breath and things like that. So what are the things in my life right now that allow me to access those same sensations? And then, like I said, this is the part that I do the most often day-to-day I would say that I do this almost every single day, which is to regularly self-audit and identify the parts of myself that may be closed off to becoming 
my desired reality character, for instance, out of fear or guilt or shame or whatever it may be. So I'm going to go through each of these steps with you, taking myself through the process, so using where I'm currently at as an example. And I've done this before in an episode, and I'll say that things look pretty much the same at the first two levels. But once we start to go a little bit deeper into actually defining the characteristics, that's where we start to see some of the things that are. How would you like to look five years younger? In a clinical study, people that had volume added with Juvederm Voluma XC in the cheeks perceived themselves as looking five years younger at six months after treatment. Look younger, feel like you. Add volume for lift and contour in the cheeks with Juvederm Voluma XC. Reverse signs of aging by adding volume to smooth laugh lines with Juvederm Volure XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit betterhelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. Causing more tension in my current reality. So I've kind of moved past some of the things that in the previous episode were bothering me or that I was wanting to play around with to the point where many of those characteristics now feel second nature and I'm bringing in a new set of themes and in doing so I'm designing a reality and a version of me living that reality that has a different relationship to these sources of tension that I'm experiencing. Okay so let's start with the category that I'm kind of focused on for right now which is, as I mentioned, has not changed career and finances. That will be the same theme that I bring through today. And interestingly, 
I don't know if this is a coincidence or not, but it feels like a lot of the people that are in this space are in the same boat. And even on my Patreon, I kind of did a quiz to see where people's area of focus is. And the most highly voted category was in fact also career and finances. So for me, the core values that represent my desired reality in this category are freedom, ease, and magnetic abundance. Those haven't changed. And I've spoken before about why I selected those core values. They're deeply rooted in having experienced the opposite of each of those things, which made me realize how much I valued each of these things. And I'll just say before moving on that the reason that I really like to, you know, take the time to reflect on my core values before actually beginning to define my character and design my character is because I think without doing so, there can be a tendency to maybe look towards what other people are doing and work based off of that, but without actually knowing what set of core values they're operating from, I think that we can become distracted by what other people are pursuing in their reality. And so that's why I think it's important to even just spend a little bit of time considering what is actually important to you and whether the things that you've been working towards and the things that you've been building your identity around are, in fact, deeply important to you. So as I said, we then go on to design our character around each core value. And I like to use the prompt, the person that I aim to be. And then the characteristics that I define are kind of in response to that prompt. So I'll go through each core value and I'll share some of the tension I've been experiencing in these areas and then share what my response to it is. So the tension is kind of feeling like my invitation and the response is how I'm designing my character in a new way to hopefully relieve some of that tension. So let's start with freedom. Freedom specifically in relation to my career and what is that looking like right now? So there are a few things that I'm currently experiencing that are frustrating me or feel like they're creating tension. The first is that I, this isn't new, but I tend to really hold myself back and overthink things. And it's almost rooted in this feeling that I know how things are going to unfold before I even do them. And quite often that knowing is rooted in something that isn't actually supportive of me. So what I mean by this is I seem to have this narrative that stops me from doing things that says, okay, let's say I want to make a new YouTube video. Well, there's no point in doing that because it's not going to do well and people aren't going to like it. So you may as well not do it anyways. So I allow this narrative that is deeply rooted in fear and hesitation and self-doubt to stop me from even trying. And what that allows me to do or what that doesn't allow me to do is to have a new experience. So I'm kind of bound to experiences that I've had in the past and I'm not allowing myself to essentially allow reality to present itself differently. So then I just continue to have that expectation. Now, does it feel good to navigate the world and navigate my career with the expectation that everything I do is going to be a failure or I'm going to be rejected or judged, etc. 
no, it doesn't. And I would love to be someone who just goes for it and is willing to see what happens. And in addition to that, I've also seen a number of people in the last few years that have really inspired me to do so. So my response to this tension and the characteristic that I am kind of defining my desired reality character around is that she is unobstructed by fear, hesitation, self-doubt, thinking she knows how it's going to work out, and she gives herself the freedom to experiment. And ultimately, experimentation is so deeply connected with what I stand for and what I love. So I want to actually really step into allowing myself and giving my permission myself, excuse me, I'm talking too fast, giving myself permission to do so. And I want to give an example here just to kind of explain what I mean a little bit. So as you may or may not know, I launched a group chat for my Patreon and I actually told the members of that group chat that that was something I was actually really scared to do because for some reason I had this narrative that no one would participate and it would be embarrassing because I would be trying something and I would be putting myself out there and it wouldn't go the way that I wanted it to and then people would be in that group chat and they would see me fail and it would be humiliating. Now this is before I even allowed myself to try and it didn't feel good to hold myself back in this way and that's an example of that tension that I recognized is not something that I want to carry with me. So that was a moment where I responded in the energy of my new desired character and my new self, which is, again, not allowing those fears to take up so much mental energy to the point where they're actually stopping me from moving forward. It's not to say that I won't experience those sensations, but how do I respond to them? The next aspect of my current reality as it relates to my career and the core value of freedom is that I'm quite often feeling a sense of urgency with the things that I do, and I don't like it. So my desired reality character is free from a constant sense of urgency to get things done, and is free from the fear-based narrative surrounding what happens if things aren't done urgently. Reality may continue to present itself in such a way that makes me think that I have to do things urgently because I think that's a very normalized kind of narrative is that everything needs to be urgent and everything needs to be done now and we need to be as productive as we possibly can. However, in designing my character in this way, I recognize that I don't have to participate in that narrative. I can actually create some space and be free from that and that's what the ideal version of myself looks like. Another aspect I'm experiencing a little bit of tension with is that I'm building my identity around almost avoiding guilt and shame and judgment. And so my response to that and how I'm defining my desired character is that I express myself freely from a place of inspiration rather than altering my identity and expression around guilt, shame, and the fear of judgment. The next one is that I'm waiting for permission to be myself and my desired character gives herself permission to be herself and doesn't wait for permission to do so 
from others. I have a right to be here in this reality and I don't need to wait for permission to exist in the way that I want to. And a good example of this is, as you may or may not know, I've been going to ecstatic dance classes, which is essentially an unguided dance experience where you just go and move your body freely. But even though that environment lends to just being yourself, I still found that I was very much looking around at other people and just almost waiting for confirmation that it was safe to do so. But then I would see and look at other people in that class who didn't seem to be doing that. They weren't looking around for permission. They were just being themselves and expressing themselves. And that was very expansive and inspiring for me. So again, my desired reality character is giving herself permission to be herself, express herself, and doesn't wait for that from others. So those are the characteristics that I'm moving towards as it relates to my career and this theme of freedom. And now we'll move into the theme of ease. And in the same way I did for freedom, I'm going to present what I'm experiencing tension with and then my response to that, which is how I'm designing my new character or the new expression that I'm going to experiment with. So As it relates to ease, I find that in my career and also in other areas, I'm deeply attached to the idea and identity that things have to be hard. And by extension, I tend to associate my self-worth with how hard I'm working and how much I'm struggling. So that for me doesn't feel desirable. What does feel desirable is that I'm aware of the constant access I have to an easier, more fluid, more fun way of doing things, and that I detach my self-worth from how much I struggle or how hard I'm working. Another thing that I'm noticing with my current way of being is that I quite often allow the anticipation of a challenging task to stop me from actually doing the task or to avoid it. And the reason I want to shift this is because anticipating that something is going to be challenging or a huge struggle doesn't actually help me personally to navigate that task, for example. What does is having more of a quality of openness and being willing for things to just unfold in the way that they need to. And if it is challenging, I can respond to that. But constantly anticipating that for me personally doesn't really help. So what does the version of me that is living more in alignment with ease as it relates to this aspect look like? She doesn't allow the anticipation of a challenge to be an obstruction or a means of avoiding getting something done. And although that anticipation may still be there she seeks ways to turn down the volume on it i am in the middle of a podcasting marathon which means that i am recording an episode every day for three days a week and this will be my second week doing it and i've come face to face with this challenge and this this tension a lot throughout this two-week experience and it's been a very interesting experience and a very interesting lesson And what I've been finding is the more that I attach myself to the idea that this is going to be hard, 
naturally the harder time I have doing it. But I've been experimenting with noticing those feelings coming up and noticing that anticipation coming up and just asking if I can turn down the volume on them, asking for support, asking for a break from those thoughts. And what has resulted has been actually being surprised by how easy this has been and how effortless it has felt. So I want to get into the habit of being in that space of openness not necessarily expecting that it's going to be 100% easy, but just an openness that things don't have to be as challenging as I anticipate them to be, and also to not add that anticipation to a task because I recognize personally that it doesn't really help me. And then my third and final core value in the area of career and finances that I want to explore today is magnetic abundance. Now, I will say before getting into this, I feel a bit even cringy saying those words because I feel like they're heavily overused in the realm of spirituality and manifestation, but it really is the only way that I can think to describe the sensation that I want to experience and that I desire in life. This, I would say, relates more to the financial side of things, but I think it also relates to opportunities and how opportunities flow into my experience. Now, I've talked a lot about how my relationship with money has evolved a lot in the last few years, but what I began to notice recently was that I continue to live almost like I'm on the precipice of financial ruin all the time. I still feel that impending anxiety and that impending doom and I still do feel, although I've established a much easier and more fluid relationship with money and much healthier, I still do feel that anxiety even when I'm making small purchases like buying myself coffee or getting myself little treats here and there and that's not how I want to navigate reality. I don't want to navigate reality as though I'm always on the precipice of catastrophe. I'm aware of the fact that it exists. I'm aware of the fact that finances are important and I'm not necessarily advocating for being frivolous. However, I do want to have a life that is full of pleasure and enjoyment. And of course, money is part of that. And I don't really want to feel guilt in saying that. So my ideal scenario would be that I'm able to live as though I'm fully financially supported and as though all my financial needs are met while making decisions that still make me feel safe. So that's important to me because I'm not quite at a point where I can just go out and spend thousands of dollars and feel safe doing so, but I can make purchases and feel good about purchases knowing that all of my financial needs are met. So that's where I'm at right now. And that's an example of something that may evolve into something more abundant, if you will, in the future. But acknowledging that that's where I am right now and just trying to move through this energy of feeling like I'm on the verge of financial catastrophe at all times. I'm also finding that something that I continue to do, which I would like to stop doing, is to overthink a lot of financial decisions and spend basically with the assumption that the money isn't going to replenish itself or that it's not going to come back to me. I would rather, and here's the response and the characteristic of 
my desired reality character. I would rather see the money that I spend as an investment in my pleasure and health and beauty and joy and know that that is a worthwhile investment and it will return to me in different ways. So as I've begun to experiment with this characteristic, I've recognized how I can actually relate to that. For example, if I am wanting to be more effective in my career and more efficient and show up more fully, I need to be nourishing myself with healthy, nutritious food. And I need to be feeling good about the work that I'm doing. And of course, those themes involve oftentimes investments in things like healthy food and nutritious food, etc. So seeing investments that I make in my own pleasure and health and joy, etc., as being worthwhile and as having the potential to come back to me. And then the final point of tension that I'm feeling is that sometimes I feel like I have to say yes to things that maybe don't match what I desire for myself or maybe in some circumstances compromise my personal values. An example of this would be feeling like I need to say yes to a brand collaboration even though what they're offering me is well below my rates or something of that nature and it's quite often rooted in lack and a lack of believing that more opportunities are around the corner. So it's almost like I believe on some level that the opportunities are finite and if I say no to this then you know, the well is basically drying up. So my desired reality character is selective with the opportunities and work she accepts, easily says no to the things that compromise her personal values, and has faith in the existence of opportunities that are aligned with her values. So that exploration of my desired reality character and the characteristics that she's embodying gives me a really good place to start and a really good way of identifying the invitations that I'm receiving and articulating my responses. And so where I would go from there would be to, like I said, hone in on one or two of those characteristics because it can be difficult to try to shift multiple things at once, at least for me. And I just really like to focus on one or two things. I find that to be more effective, but everyone will have their own process. And then, like I said, begin to reflect on what each of those core values actually feels like on a sensory level. So using the example of freedom, that feels like spaciousness, open-heartedness, excitedness. And I might also build in some visual or other sensory elements that can help to make this picture clearer and help me to understand even more what it is that I'm wanting to feel and how I can seek and access that in my current reality. I like to think that the idea here is that we're building out this image that is so clear and the last thing to follow is the physical manifestation of all of these elements. And because we're building such a clear picture of our desired reality character, we can also appreciate that this version of us already exists and I don't really see it as necessarily becoming that person, but more so 
kind of moving towards it, if that makes sense. And because I view it in this way, I almost like to externalize that character and almost in the times where I'm feeling a little bit of uncertainty or self-doubt or questioning, you know, how things are unfolding, I actually like to imagine that I'm engaging in a dialogue with that version of myself and I can do this to ask for guidance, to basically say, you know, help me to move towards you or send me signals of desire to guide me to you. And I find comfort in the fact that there is a version of me that has resolved the problems I'm currently facing and that is no longer experiencing the tension that I'm currently experiencing. And that helps me to kind of relax a bit and move towards this version of myself with ease. And the picture may evolve and it may shift. And as I experiment, the expression of my desired reality character may change. And that's okay. I don't have to be attached to this one final image of who I'm turning into. So it was really fun to revisit this theme and... I am curious to hear if you resonate with any of the things that I'm currently experiencing tension with, but I imagine that you have your own things that you are moving through and navigating, and here's to basically giving ourselves permission to respond to reality in a new way and see what that can look like and allow ourselves to play around with this playground that we are in and to define our character in response to the way that reality is presenting itself. So with that said, thank you so much for being here. As I mentioned throughout this episode, if you want a little bit more support and guidance in this process, then the template is available in the show notes. But for now, I will leave it at that. Thank you for listening and I will see you next week. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with and Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that and Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.